0: You are now listening to the Unstucked Podcast, where we teach you actionable steps to get unstuck in your life, career, finances, and business. Here's your host, Khalil Dumas. Some exciting news. I built an app. I know, right? Crazy. It's called the One-on-One app, where we help you become 1% better together. It's an app that helps you break down your goals, achieving your habits in incremental steps. And it helps you celebrate your progress and your momentum with streaks, check-ins, milestones. And with our multidimensional approach to a balanced lifestyle, we really help you become 1% better together. So go download it, it's a free app. It'll be linked below. It's only for iOS right now. We're working on getting it in Google Play. But I really believe that this is a -a one-of-a-kind mental health and wellness app that is truly groundbreaking. To give you some like perspective, it's like Noom, but for habit building. And I'm really excited to share this with you. And I'm really excited to get your feedback. So if you download it, you enjoy it, leave us a review. We launched our newsletter. Some of you may have already seen the first couple of emails that went out. I'm super proud of this newsletter. I really wanted to give you actionable advice, targeted advice for getting unstuck in really any facet of your life. while we'll keep you keeping up to date with deals, new products, new events, etc. Below, you can opt in. These will not be like any other emails that you receive. They're actually really fun to read. So definitely check it out and let me know what you want to hear in our next newsletter. If you'd like to receive our newsletter, there'll be a link to opt in in the show notes. Now on to the episode. How the heck are we in November already? The year is flying by so quickly. But in that spirit, I've been kind of trying to slow down and read more books, read more articles. And I found this really, really interesting topic that I wanted to talk to you about today. So recently, I was on NPR on the Melanin Report, and we got into a really interesting conversation. And one of the viewers had asked verbatim It said, I consider myself a failure because I'll never become a millionaire. And that really stuck with me so much so that I wanted to create a whole episode about actually reframing the way we look at our financial goals and introducing something called a mini-millionaire. In the spirit of Unstucked, where we always talk about just getting started for two minutes, breaking down your biggest goals and dreams into more bite-sized, actionable pieces, in the vein of finance, I thought this would be a really interesting topic to talk about. And before we get into that, I wanted to just thank you all for your continued support. Really excited to do more solo episodes like this to get us through the rest of the year. <laughs> As you know, with scheduling and guests, holidays can get a little bit crazy. So really, really excited to dive into more niche topics like this and give you actionable steps to really reframe and to really look at things from a different angle. Now, you're probably wondering, what the hell is a mini millionaire and why should I care? I want to start way, way, way back. As I create content on TikTok, as I create podcast episodes, every time I mention finance, there's always this kind of loose tone of like, I failed because I'm not a millionaire or I want to become a millionaire and all my problems will be solved. It goes back into the spirit of overwhelm. It goes back into the spirit of imposter syndrome. It doesn't need to be so black and white. And there are actual tangible steps you can take to becoming a millionaire. And we all understand, as I've talked about on my platform, money is a tool, money is energy, it helps. But the things also we need to take a look at is things like generational trauma, how our mindsets are doing, how our mental health is. These things are far more important than money. But yes, money can actually buy you happiness. Money can actually solve a lot of your issues, which is why I think this is a very interesting topic. Now, a mini millionaire is really not formally recognized as a formal economic term, but it seems to refer to individuals or families with relatively high incomes typically between $150,000 to $250,000 per year, who are more considered upper middle class than rich. Their wealth situation and financial situation can vary depending on location. As we know, places like New York and the Bay Area are astronomically more expensive than places like where I live, like Oregon, where the cost of living is a little bit more reasonable. So despite not being considered the wealthy millionaire, Many millionaires have actually gotten the biggest gains according to the 80th and 90th percentile of income distribution, which is fascinating. We actually see the rate at which millionaires are being created starting to slow down. For example, in 2019, there were about 10 million millionaires. And now in 2023, headed into 2024, there are about 16 million. So Khalil, like, why should I care about this? I want us to have more realistic goals in terms of the steps it takes to become rich and financially free. It doesn't just happen overnight, and it really, really matters how you look at this. So what are the steps to becoming a mini-millionaire? And again, why should I care? There's a couple ways to become a mini-millionaire that I've started to research and look around, and also just taking from my own experience as someone who has been a mini-millionaire, really when you think about it it's your ability to earn that 150 to 250,000 a year and the ways you can do that is obviously job hopping making sure that every year your income is going up by at least 3 to 5% if not more Personally, and I know I've mentioned this on the show, when I was job hopping, I would be getting anywhere from 10 to 15% raises as I moved employers because, again, you are often asked the question of, you know, what is your salary range? And when you move jobs, that is your number one opportunity to start to increase that range for yourself, not only because you have the experience, but also because you have the skills. So in order to become a mini-millionaire, it's a little less overwhelming to think about it, and that's kind of why I wanted to talk to you about this today. And just so you can get an understanding of like the disparity between what a mini-millionaire is to a millionaire is to a billionaire. So if we break this out, right? If we look at this in terms of seconds, I think this is a really nice way to kind of understand the difference between a mini-millionaire, a millionaire, and a billionaire. If you think about a mini-millionaire, someone who's making anywhere from 150000 to 250000 a year. So 250,000 seconds ago, we do the math really quickly. That's about 4,100 minutes, right? So we continue to do that math, that would essentially put us at about four days ago. Now, if we look at a million seconds ago, that was last week. And one billion seconds ago, that was 1988. So you start to really see how big those gaps are. And that's kind of why I want to reframe us to... Having this goal of a mini-millionaire as opposed to having a goal of becoming a millionaire, which again is a huge goal and not for all of us. So what's within this asset class of a mini-millionaire? From the research uh, from Wall Street Journal, they claim that about 90% of these families own stocks, either directly or indirectly through the retirement account. A majority of their wealth is contributed within their retirement accounts. And about 87% of them owned their homes, indicating a significant level of home ownership within this income group. So it's important to note that wealth and income distribution can vary widely based on geographical location, local economic conditions, and other factors. But many millionaires may have a comfortable lifestyle and financial security, but may not be considered among the wealthiest in society. And that's the reframing I want to do with you today. When we think about and look at the new year... I've spoken to a lot of you, those of you who are paying off debt, those of you who are just maybe even trying to establish an emergency fund, or those of us who are a couple years into our career and are making a decent amount. But when we think about financial freedom, we think about, man, I'm not a millionaire. I can't really be financially free. I want to reframe that into you can be really, really comfortable financially secure as a mini millionaire. And it makes it feel and seem way less intimidating to do so. So the all-pressing question of how do you become a mini millionaire? Well, it goes back to a lot of the things that I already teach. First and foremost, whether you're living paycheck to paycheck, whether you're someone that feels a little more secure, you should always have at least three to six months of an emergency fund. And if that feels overwhelming, one to three months of an emergency fund to start off with, whether or not you have debt or whether or not you've invested. You should always have that little nest egg just in case An emergency happens, so we don't get further into debt. The second thing is paying off your debt, meaning your consumer debt, loans. I think the only thing within this that is more healthy debt is having a mortgage or having an appreciating asset. But things like your car loan, etc., are debt that we want to eventually eliminate. In order to pay your debt off, you really have to prioritize your high interest debt. And what does that mean, right? the interest rates on those credit cards, those loans you want to prioritize, what are the loans or the credit cards that have the highest amount of interest and begin to pay those offers. Now, there's a bunch of different methodologies out there on how to pay off debt. My personal favorite is the debt avalanche, which requires you to organize your debt in terms of the interest rate and do it in that way. So. Again, there's a multitude of different ways to do it, but to start off with building the emergency fund and paying off your debt are great ways to not only becoming a mini millionaire, but beginning to unlock the energy to potentially become a millionaire. After you've established your emergency fund, in conjunction with paying off debt, you should also always be investing. Now, investing, I know when I say that word, many of you are either going to turn this episode off or you're going to feel (laughs) very, very overwhelmed. I want to really alleviate some of that pressure as well. Whether it's $25, $50, $100, the goal is to pay yourself first before you pay your debtors, before you really pay anything else. You want to make sure that you're contributing money not only to your emergency fund, but you're also actively investing. The time horizon and compounding effect is in your favor. If you are someone that, again, is under the age of 40, but even above that, you still have about 20 years to leverage compound on. And that's another episode that I'll definitely want to walk through with you is how to leverage investing and compound interest to set you apart so that you feel a little more financially secured. Again, within all of this, right, from paying off debt to building an emergency fund to investing, these are all mechanisms to also aid in your mental health, to also aid in how you just feel about your day-to-day, getting you out of that fright or flight, getting you out of living paycheck to paycheck. I can put myself right back to the moment where I paid off debt, and I was shocked at the amount of stress that I was carrying around subconsciously. And somewhat consciously, but mainly subconsciously, like every decision I made in some form had some form of shame of like, I'm in debt, should I really, and can I even do this? Do I have the energy to do this? So among those three to four things, those are great ways to begin to become a mini millionaire. Obviously, throughout the episode, we mentioned job hopping as another great means. I know a lot of us stay in jobs for years and years and years on end. And back in the day when we had pensions, when we had better 401k matching, That was really, really easy to do, but today it's a little harder. And so really holding your employer accountable, but also not having this unwavering loyalty to your employer to the degree that you're maybe even losing money going to work. And what do I mean by that, right? Like when we go to work, we have to pay for parking. We have to pay for equipment. We have to pay for a lot of things that can add up and actually make going to work actually expensive. And so really holding your employer accountable, but also keeping your options open to moving jobs every couple of years. I found that to be very effective and not just me, but a lot of folks that I talked to who have entered this mini millionaire era have had to do that same thing. So between those three things, plus the bonus item of job hopping, those are great ways to get started with becoming a mini millionaire. You can do it. It's not something that's far reaching or not attainable. It takes time. It's not easy or else everyone would be one, so it does require a level of commitment, and within that commitment, always easier to find someone to do it with you. But I hope these tangible steps really help, as I know they've helped me tremendously to cross that threshold of being a mini-millionaire. I think, again, the most important thing within this is to set clear and specific goals for yourself if you do wanna become a mini-millionaire, or if you do wanna become a millionaire. And again, this isn't the sole focus, As we talk in the show, we look at a wide variety of things that attribute to not only wealth, but most importantly, your mental health, your happiness, your joy, the time you can spend with your family, etc. But this is a huge part of the equation. And I, again, have made this a pillar of Unstucked is financial education because it really does. And just speaking from my own shared experience... Your financial situation really dictates your options. It dictates your ability to really live out and build the dream life that we all envision for ourselves. As always, you have the power to bridge the gap to fulfillment, wealth, and success. You see the vision. You want to maybe stop living paycheck to paycheck. You maybe want to pay off debt. But when we have these lofty goals of things like becoming a millionaire, which again is a very common thread, I think it can really hurt us and take the focus away from creating a legacy and building generational excellence. Again, a huge pillar of the platform is redefining generational wealth to go beyond money, but we'll also recognize the role that money plays within this whole equation. I'm really curious to hear from you all on the reception of Becoming a Mini Millionaire. I know personally when I read this, I was really inspired to like spread the word of like, hey, like your measure of success doesn't have to be, am I a millionaire or not? It doesn't have to be so black and white. And again, I'm talking to the majority of you who reached out to me about that. Like, hey, like I'm in a really bad financial situation. I don't think I'll ever become a millionaire. Mini millionaires are a lot more attainable. They're growing at a faster clip. So let's slightly readjust our goals going into 24 and aim for a mini millionaire before we launch off into becoming millionaires. I hope this was really helpful. More to come as we look at and continue to plan for next year. Again, really excited to hear your feedback. So if you want to DM me on Instagram, TikTok, I'd really love to hear your take on maybe how becoming a mini millionaire kind of reframes and alleviates some of the stress of becoming this also elusive millionaire. As always, if you haven't already, subscribe to the newsletter below, follow us on socials, and I'll talk to you next week. Have a great and safe beginning to November, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Unstucked podcast. Visit us at unstucked.com and follow us on TikTok.